The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Nedarim, Daf Lamed Zayin. Today's Daf is being studied. The Ailun Nishmat Mordechai ben Norma. Today's daf is being studied for Shilamash Shilamur ben Miriam, Shaul Haig, Gavriel, Ben Sara, Sarabat Rachel, Rachel Batsara, Vitinok, Ben Dina, Shien, Nimol, Bezat Hashem, Shatova, Umutslahat. In the Refan Lehem, Betok Shar Hulam Israel, Amen. We begin today's daf on Lamid Vav Hamud Bet, and we are four lines from the bottom. We are studying a case. In our Gemara, it's actually coming from the Mishnah, where let's say Reuven was Osir himself that he cannot have Hana'ah from Shimon. So the Mishnah said, and I start reading the Gemara now, midrash halachot that even though Reuven made a neder not to have Hana'ah, he is permissible to learn from Shimon. Midrash, halacha, and agadah. However, the Gemara says, "Avalo yilamedenu mikra," but Shimon cannot teach mikra, which is chumash. Let's say chumash is mikra to Reuven. So we have to understand the difference. Bottom line, either way, he's giving him hanaah. He's teaching him. So why you tell me midrash and agada he can teach him and mikra he cannot? So Gemara says, "My tama lo yilamedenu." The reason why he can't teach him is because he's giving him Hana'ah. Now what's the Hana'ah? The Hana'ah over here is referring to that in the olden days there were places that used to charge to teach Mikra. You know, you wanted to get a rabbi to come teach you Mikra, there's a fee. So therefore, Shimon is going to teach Reuven Mikra for nothing, so that's already he's giving him a Hana'ah, because he's not giving him, he's not charging him. So therefore he's saving that, uh, that money. So the Gemara says, the reason why you're telling me Lo <laughs> So for that matter, he's giving him the same an hour he's teaching him Midrash Which is if they normally charge to teach Midrash Now he's teaching it to him for free, so he's saving that money So the Gemara says, Amar Shemuel Bimkom shinotlim sachar ala mikra Ve'en notlim sachar ala midrash so the Shemuel makes an okimta. He establishes our Mishnah in a certain situation. It's talking about a place where the custom is to take money from Mikra, and Shimon is not taking that money. Therefore, he's giving him Hana'ah. He's saving him that money. But it's a place as well that doesn't take money from Midrash. So they teach Midrash for free. So therefore, he's not being Mahanim when he teaches them for free, because anyway, he could have learned it for free anyway, because it's not... Uh, they, they, they don't charge money for Midrash. And that's the way Shemuel makes an Okimta on our Mishnah. So comes the Gemara and says, My Pasca, which means, who told the uh, Mishnah or Shemuel to make such a such a, 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 a hiluk, a difference that you're talking about a place where Mikra they charge and Midrash they don't. Which is, where did you get this, um, uh, this uh, hiluk over here? Which means, you should have just said in the Mishnah, listen, it depends if they charge money or not. If it's the Plus the Minhag where they charge money, so therefore you can't teach it. If they don't charge money, then you can. 
What did the Mishnah be so specific? That Mikra Asur and Midras Mutar. As if it's assuming that for Mikra they charge money, therefore it's Asur to be Nehenehim for free, and the Midrash no. So the Gemara says, the reason why Mishnah is saying that is to teach us a Hidush HaKamash Ma'alan. That even in a place where, let's say, the custom is to take money for teaching, for mikra you're allowed to take money to teach. That's the point, you're not allowed to take for midrash. So the Gebra says, what's the difference? Maishina midrash de law. What's the reason why when it comes to midrash you can't take money? Dikhti, because we have a pasuk that's written by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu told the Jewish people, Ve'otis v'ashem ba'etahi lelamed etchem. Borei Olam commanded me at that time to teach you. Uchtiv, and also Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, Re'e limadti etchem chukim u'mishpatim ka'ashir sivani Hashem. Behold, look, I taught you laws and statutes like God commanded me. Now, what does it mean like God commanded me? Just like God taught me for free. He didn't charge me. So too, when you teach the Torah, also you have to teach it. Now, and therefore we see Mikra, which was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, also must be taught Bihinam. So now, again, the Gemara is saying that, That what? That behold, I taught you Hukim, I taught you things like God commanded me. What do you mean like God commanded me? I'm repeating. Just like God says, I taught you Moshe for free. So too, when you teach, you have to teach. So the Gebarah says, So therefore, Mikra also should be. So therefore, how could you tell me that I can't charge for Midrash only? I understand I can't charge for Midrash. When you're teaching uh, midrashim and things like this, no problem. But the based on this last pasuk, even mikra, you should not be allowed to charge. How can the Gemara say that? For if you want to charge money, you can charge your uh, mikra. So the Gemara says two answers. Rav Amar Schar Shimur. That what we said that if you're allowed to charge money to teach mikra, it's not for the teaching of the mikra. You can't charge for the teaching. You could charge for the babysitting. Schar Shimur. Because who usually, who usually learns Mikra? Who usually learns Kumash? Kids. And therefore you're allowed to pay the teacher, not because he's teaching Mikra. You can't charge for that. It's got to be Bihinam, like God taught Bihinam. But you're allowed to charge him for the babysitting service. For the fact that he's taking care of the kids, that's already he's able to charge. The Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, it's a different answer. That that what they taught, uh, that they're able to charge for Mikra, Sechar Pisuk Ta'amim. That's for the teaching of the Ta'amim. Which means the ta'amim themselves, according to the Yohanan, are not from the Torah. That's not included in the Pesachokimu Mishpatim. Therefore, the ta'amim themselves, the tombs, they don't have to be uh, taught uh, for free. And therefore, you're allowed to charge, and when you're teaching the Quran, not for the limud itself, but for the teaching of the ta'amim. Now, let's 
Let's understand clearly. So according to Rav, who learns uh, Mikra? Usually the kids learn Mikra. Masha'enke, when it comes to Midrash, usually adults learn Midrash. So if there's no babysitting uh, charge. You can't charge, not for the Limud, and it's not going to be a babysitting uh, fee, because it's adults. Masha'enke, when it comes to Mikra, they usually children learn. So therefore, you have to say that the Hadush of the Mishnah is that that word it says you cannot teach Mikra means if let's say Reuven made a, uh, a neder, right? That he cannot have an from Shimon, and you have to say Reuven is a katan. He's a minor. Shimon will not be allowed to teach him mikra for free. Because bottom line, he's being mehanen, that he's not charging the babysitting charge. Or according to the Yohanan, he cannot teach him because he's teaching him for free. He's not charging for the ta'amim. Mashiachim, when it comes to Midrash, Midrash is not allowed to charge anything at all. So that's the way we learned the Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about dafka mikra. It's mikra, you're allowed to charge. The question not for the limud, either for the schar shimur, we call that, or we're teaching it for the paying for the tamim. That's the way we're learning the Mishnah. So comes the Gemara and has a question. Tenan, we learned in our Mishnah, lo yilamidenu mikra. Right? We said in the Mishnah that Reuven, Shemon cannot teach Reuven mikra. Bishlama leman de amar schar pisuch tamim. According to the opinion that says that the Hana'a is that you're not charging him for the Sechar Pisuk Tamim, for the Tamim that you're teaching him, Hainu Delo Yelamedenu. Now we understand what he shouldn't teach him. Elaleman de Amar Sechar Shimud. But according to the opinion that says it's Sechar Shimud, that the Hana'a of here is, that the Oven is getting, is he's getting free, uh, free babysitting service. Gadol Bar Shimudu. What are you talking? Amishnah is talking about a gadol. The oven's a gadol. Does a gadol need to be uh, babysat? Does it need to be watched? Which means, of course not. And therefore, uh, in that case as well, he should be permissible to teach a mikra. Because again, if you're not allowed to charge for mikra per se, and there's no babysitting fee for a gadol, why should it be asur? Which is bishlama, if you want to tell me the inyan of the ana is the sfer pisuk ta'amim, so you're teaching a gadol, ta'amim, and normally they charge for ta'amim, according to the Yohanan, because it's not included in the sakasirim in the Torah, the ta'amim, therefore you, can, you don't have to teach him behinam, and therefore he was teaching him ta'amim, and therefore the inyan is that he can teach, he can teach them, because... Um, Sorry, that's why he cannot teach them, because he's giving Hana'a that he's giving him a free uh, class in Tami without charging him. That's why it's Asun. But according to the Rav, that learns the Enyar is the Sechar Shimur, the Gadol, there's no way you have to babysit him, so he wasn't going to get paid anyway. So you're not paying for the Sechar Shimur, you wouldn't have paid him for the teaching anyway, because you can't teach him Mikra, you can't charge for Mikra. So therefore, the Chaurah, why should it be Asun in the Mishnah for him to, 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 for Shomor to teach him Mikra, according to Rav? So Gebra says, Bekatan Ketani. So no, the Mishnah is talking about where a katan, the Uven is a katan. So Gebra says, I be katan, if you tell me to talk about a katan, Ema sefa, aval melamed banav mikra. Katan, bar banimu. <laughs> Which means if you tell me that the Uven is a katan, the end of the Mishnah doesn't make sense. Because what did it say at the end of the Mishnah? That Shimon could teach the Uven's children. He can't teach the Uven, but he can teach his children. If the Uven is a katan, does a katan have children? So the Gebarah says, Hasole mechsera v'achi ketani. Lo yilamedenu mikra bekatan. Which means, Rav will learn the Mishnah with Hasole mechsera. Do not teach, Shimon should not teach Reuven if Reuven is a katan. Why? Because Parman is giving him the hana'ah of free schar shimur. Imaya gadol. 
But if he was a gadol, that there's no inyan of schar shemira, melamedo lo. Not only can Reuven teach Shimon, ulbanav, he can even teach Shimon's, Reuven's children that are ketanim, mikra. So that's the chidush of the Mishnah. Which means it'll be permissible for Shimon to not only teach Reuven, if Reuven is a gadol, but Reuven's children, if they are ketanim, Shimon is allowed to teach them as well, and that's not considered me'anehu. That's not considered him giving Reuven a hana'ah. The Dan explains over here, it's like, uh, that's anyan, it's like he's being mefanes, his children. And therefore it's not considered uh, receiving necessarily a hana'ah when a person is mefanes, his children. In any event, let's review now how the Mishnah is working out according to both opinions. We have a Mishnah. The Mishnah is talking about a case where Reuven said he's not going to have hana'ah from Shimon. So the Mishnah said Shimon cannot teach him mikra. Now we want to know why. So now we have two understandings. According to Rabbi Yochanan, the reason why he can't teach him mikra is because he's giving him a hana'at to Reuven. That he's teaching him ta'amim for free. And it's a place where they charge for uh, ta'amim. Because you're allowed to charge for the ta'amim according to Rabbi Yochanan. That's not in the... Uh, Inyan of the Torah that's a suit to charge for because he doesn't hold Tamima from the Torah, so therefore it's permissible. Uh, so that's why the Uven cannot teach Shimon because Shimon cannot teach the Uven because he's giving him a freebie, he's teaching him for free. According to Rav, no, we're talking about the Uven teaching a minor. Shimon is a Uven, sorry, Shimon is teaching the Uven, the Uven is a minor, and therefore he's babysitting him as well when he's teaching him, and therefore by not charging, he's giving the Uven a Hana. But in the Chaname, according to Rav, he would be allowed to teach uh, a, a, an adult. Number one, because you can't teach from Mikra. According to Rav, you are not allowed to charge for Ta'amim either, because Rav holds Ta'amim is with the Uraita, and therefore, just like you can't charge for Mikra, you cannot charge for Ta'amim, and therefore, the only thing you have left is the Anyan of uh, the Schar Shimur. There's no Schar Shimur by a Gadol, therefore, you're allowed to teach a Gadol Mikra. Uh, however, if it was a Katan, it be Asur, and the Hadush is that even if it was a Gadol, you're not, only, not only you're allowed to teach him, but even his children, you would be allowed to teach. That's the way we're learning the Mishnah, according to Rav and of Yohanan. Comes the Gemara continues. Metive we learnt in a brayta tinokot lo korin betechila b'shabbat ela shonin berishon. The brayta brayta says like this: When it comes to children, you shouldn't teach them new things that they never learned on Shabbat for the first time. Lo korin betechila b'shabbat. Don't teach them new stuff that they never studied before. Ela shonin berishon. But you're allowed to review even for the first time, something that they learned already. That's the law. Can't teach a child new things on Shabbat. For example, it's a new piece of Gemara. Don't study with him that. But he can review. You're allowed to sit down and review with him the old stuff. So Gemara says, If you want to tell me, that you want to tell me, that when it says you're you allowed to charge for Mikra, that means you're only charging, meaning for schar pisuk ta'amim, you're allowed to charge for the ta'amim. Hainu de'en korin b'techila b'shabbat. Now I understand what it means that you cannot teach somebody a new thing on Shabbat. Because it's talking about where, let's say, the teacher wants to teach him the child mikra. 
and it's talking about where they take payment, let's say, and he's teaching him, let's say, the ta'amim. And therefore, the reason why it's saying you can't teach him new things on Shabbat, it's because the teacher is getting paid for work that he's doing on Shabbat. So that's a sur. Because you're getting paid for teaching him ta'amim, therefore you're not allowed to teach him ta'amim on Shabbat. That's what it's saying, because otherwise you're a worker on Shabbat. However, it would be permissible, let's say, to review with the student the ta'amim, because you're not paying him for that. The ikad payment you're paying him is for the, for the actual limud. But for the, for the review, that's not considered your pay, because he knows it already. Oh, according to Rav, that says that that which we say, you're allowed to teach mikra. And what's the payment? Right? The whole payment when it comes to mikra is what? The babysitting factor. What's the difference between learning for the first time or reviewing with the child? Either way, the teacher's babysitting the kid. Either way. And therefore he's getting paid for work that he's doing on Shabbat, whether it's the first time he's teaching or the second time he's teaching. I repeat the question. According to the Yohanan, I understand the Hiluk between teaching the first time, which is a sun on Shabbat, or sitting with the child and reviewing. Why? You can't sit with the child the first time on Shabbat because they're paying the teacher to teach the kid ta'amim. You can't pay a teacher on Shabbat to teach him a subject and you're paying him for work that he's doing on Shabbat. Masha'en can, the review, the review that's not considered teaching him. He knows it already. So therefore, you're really paying him for the initial lesson and for the teacher to sit down and review, that's okay because the kid knows it already. I have no problem. But according to Rav, that the ikar payment is given to the teacher because he's babysitting. That's what you're paying him for, for the babysitting. So, either way, whether it's the first time you're sitting down with him or whether it's the second time you're sitting down with him, it shouldn't make a difference. Bottom line, each time, whether you're reviewing with him or learning it the first time, doesn't matter. Either way, the child is being babysat by the teacher. He's getting paid for work that's done on Shabbat. So, what's the haluk between the first time and the review? So comes the Gemara and says... What do you talking about? There's no isur over here of taking money on Shabbat. Because we're talking about over here where the teacher is hired for, let's say, a week's time. So he's getting paid for seven days. In that case, so whether you're allowed to pay the teacher for Shabbat, because that's considered habla'a. It's swallowed, it's absorbed into the other days. You can't hire a teacher davka to teach on Shabbat. That's already you're paying a guy to work for you on Shabbat. But if he's working every day anyway. So the one day of Shabbat is absorbed in the other six days. That's permissible. So the, the Rav says, what are you talking about? The issue in this b'raita over here that we're quoting... Teaching kids on Shabbat has got nothing to do with because of the issue of paying on Shabbat. You're not paying them per se for Shabbat at all. You should be, if, if you're looking from the payment standpoint, even the first time should be permissible because it's been done, they have la'ah. It's done in, 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 in absorbing the whole week uh, salary together. So you're not paying them specifically per se for Shabbat. So it's permissible. And how do we know this? Because the law says like this Let's say a guy hires a worker. Right? Let's say uh, he's high, paying him by the day. Every single day he's paying him. Right? And he's hiring a, 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 a person to watch the Tinoch. What do you mean watch the Tinoch? Not the babysitter. This is a specific case that we're talking about over here. We learned in Masikat Parah 
that in the olden days when they used to make the Bara Adumah, they used to raise a child in a certain city that was free from all sorts of Tum'ah. They wanted him to be raised in a pure, 100% Tahor environment. Why? So when he uh, gets older, he'll be able to draw the waters for the Bara Adumah, so they needed somebody to watch this kid in that city that he was raised in, that was built in a certain way where no Tum'ah would be able to penetrate. So it says if a person hires somebody by the day to watch the child in order to preserve him for Tara for the Parah or Lishmurata Parah, or you're hiring somebody to watch the Parah Aduma to make sure nobody puts a load on it. Because one of the Isurim on the Parah Aduma is it says, Ashad Lo'ala Aleha Ol. That you're not allowed to put a load on the parad So you're paying somebody to watch the parad by the day in order that you know, the parad doesn't become uh, used. Or let's say they planted certain seeds in order to use eventually for the Omer. On the second day of Pesach, they used to cut the uh, first grown uh, wheat and that was called Korban Omer. So they used to hire somebody to watch the fields so nobody vandalizes the, uh, the uh, first uh, cuttings that they're going to need for the Qurban HaOmer and Notin Oschar Shabbat well you can't pay him if you're paying him by the day so you cannot pay him for what he does on Shabbat because you're paying a worker to do work for you on Shabbat oh, so what do you do uh, in such a, and therefore I, I, I correct therefore Im Avdu therefore let's say uh, it got lost on Shabbat which means they lost the uh, para, or they lost the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the merchandise, or something got lost on Shabbat. Which means he's going to be the worker is going to be patur because since you're not allowed to pay him for Shabbat, comes out he's watching something for free. And when you watch something for free, you're considered a Shomer Chinam, and Shomer Chinam has limited liabilities. So again, Im Avdu, if it got uh, uh, lost, the worker is not Hayav. Vimayas Hid Shabbat, but if you hire him not by the day to be a day worker, you hire him, excuse me, means by the week. Schid Chodesh, or you hire him for the month. Schid Shana, or you hire him for the year. Schid Shavua, or you hire him for seven years. Shavua over here means a, a period of like a Shemitah. Shavua means for seven years. That's the contract. Noten lo skar Shabbat. You're allowed to pay him for the Shabbat. Why? You don't have to deduct from the Shabbatot because you're not giving him specifically for the Shabbat itself. You're giving him for the year. In the year you have Shabbatot, so you're paying them a price for the year. So that's called Hadla'as. You see, Hadla'as Mutad. Therefore, since you could pay him for the Shabbatot when you're hiring for the year, for example, Im Avdu, if let's say something happened on Shabbat, something like that, Hayav Yutan. So the worker is going to be Hayav, because now he's considered a Shemesh Akar, because he is getting paid. But the point is, what are you learning from this Brayta? That's the, the point. You're learning that Hadla'a is Mutad. And therefore, there's no question on Rav. Which means the question is Ben on Rav, Ben on Rabbi Yohanan. Why on Shabbat can't you teach the child new stuff, but you can review with him? And don't tell me the Inyan is because over here, it's Inyan of, because uh, you're, you're, you're hiring a guy on Shabbat. You're hiring him for a week to teach him this. And therefore, have the Hazmutar. So therefore, there's no question, there's no issue over here of... Um, there's no issue over here of charging, uh, taking payment on Shabbat. That's not the hiluk between the first time and the second time. That it's a inyan of taking money and the review is not considered to teach him anything because he knows it already. Not that you're allowed to teach from that standpoint on Shabbat because it's 
So the question is, so why did the rabbis make a gezerah, that new stuff you can't teach the child and old stuff here? So the Gebra says, Ela, gabe Shabbat, hainu ta'ama, de'en kur'in betechila, mishum, di'yifnu abahaton, di'yinuke, le'mitzvatah de'shabbetah. Because we want the fathers of the children to be free in order to enjoy the Shabbat, to make oneg Shabbat. Which means we're concerned. We want the father also to learn on Shabbat. When it's the one Shabbat, the father should also sit down and learn uh, things. But if the father's not going to have to teach the kid new stuff, so now he's not going to be able to sit down and learn his own things. And if we're worried about uh, his bitul. And if we're concerned that they're not going to have a, a chance to, to, to study. I'm reading the Mefaresh. The Mefaresh explains this Gezera. Shimayu asukin lakrotan betechila betvar chadash. Hayu tirudim bahem. They're going to be busy with the kids teaching them new material. Vadayu penuim levetzvat shabbat etanegbo. Aval shoninu ivekvar lemdu alomitredubeu. Right, which means already. Uh, once already, uh, uh, it's, it's old stuff to review. It's easy, but we're concerned that if the father's gonna have to teach the kid uh, uh, new stuff, so it's gonna take away from the father's oneg Shabbat. Right? He says over here, "Kedeshi yifnu avot ha'iladim elahem v'yistarshu emem k'mitzvat Shabbat." V'im yilamedu im ha'iladim davar chadash. Now, if the father's gonna have to teach the kid new stuff, lo yitzu avot lebatelam elimudam. Which means, the way they're saying over here, at least in uh, one interpretation, ah, this, is, this, is, this is a more, more, more uh, simple interpretation. I'll say it like this. He says over from the Tosafot, if the child is going to learn new things on Shabbat, so the, the, the teacher is going to take a, a, a long time for the teacher to teach him these things on Shabbat. And the father is going to have to wait for the kid to come home from the Limud, and it's going to take away from the Onik Shabbat of the family. And the kid the kid's learning new and new in Yanim. The kid has his first time he's learning it, so it'll take uh, much longer. So therefore, the Gemara is saying that uh, that's why they don't want you to teach new stuff on Shabbat. So take away from the Onik Shabbat of the family. That's uh, one interpretation. The Gemara gives another answer. That what's the reason? Mishum Because the children on Shabbat they eat more than regular, right? They eat and drink on Shabbat. alma, and now their bones become heavy on Shabbat because all the extra food that they're eating, and therefore they're not gonna be able to learn new stuff because the extra food that they're eating causes them to lose their concentration. Like Shemuel said, that when a person changes his normal way, his normal routine, that's the beginning of intestinal problems. And since the kid is not used to eating, like he eats all week long, on Shabbat he eats different stuff, so we don't want the kid to learn new things on Shabbat, because he's not going to be able to concentrate, because already his stomach is hurting him from all the different foods that he's eating, and he's eating at a, not the normal uh, diet. So therefore, in that case over there, they don't want to teach him new things. Okay, so that's the two reasons why they made this Gezerah. So comes the Gemara and continues, Ulman de Amar. 
according to the opinion that says schar pisuk tamim, right? According to the opinion that says, which is Rabbi Yochanan, that you're allowed to charge money for the tamim. My tamalu amar schar shimur. Why didn't he say that you're allowed to take money for the schar shimur for the for the babysitting? It says kasabar banot mi kabayan shimur, which means because he comes along and says that when Al Mishnah said. That he cannot teach Mikra, which is the Shimon cannot teach the Uvin Mikra, it's Mashma that it wasn't talking about men. It means, let's say, the Uvin, not the Uvin, let's say it's Sarah. Shimon can't teach Sarah either. And if that's what it's talking about, where even, let's say, the one that made the Nedr is a girl, is a lady, Banot Mi Kabayan Shimur, which means girls, even when they're small, they don't need the Shimur, because they don't usually run around. And therefore, when you're teaching a girl, there would not be a problem of schar shimur. Because you don't have to babysit the girls. The girls are usually uh, behavior. They don't run around. They sit uh, quietly. So therefore, if you're learning the Mishnah, even talking about a girl, you have to say the inyan is the ta'amim. So otherwise, it would be permissible. From the schar shimur aspect, it's not including girls. Because girls don't need, have to, you don't charge them for the, for the babysitting the fact. Because they don't go, they don't go run around. Ulman de'amar ta'ama. According to Rav, that he said the reason that you're charging the, the, is for the Sakar Shimur, Hakabi didn't say Pisuk Tamim, Hakabi didn't say you could charge for the Tamim, Kasabar, Kosrav holds Pisuk Tamim Deoraitahu. He says that no, the Inyan of the Tamim, that's like Torah, that's been a Torah. And therefore, just like Torah, you cannot charge money for Tamim is an Inyan from the Torah. The Amar Rav Ika, Baravin Amar Rav Hanan El Amar Rav. My Dikhtiv, what does it mean when it says in the Pasuk in Ezra, Vayikreu Basefer Torah Ta Elohim Meforash, Vesom Sechel Vayavinu Bamekra. So the Gabriel explains what this Pasuk is referring to. Vayikreu Basefer Torah Ta Elohim, they read in the Sefer of the Torah of Hashem, Zemekra. It means they read Torah Shemekhtab. Meforash. Explicit the targum that's referring to the targum, the Aramaic interpretation. The som sechel elu pesukim, because the the pesukim give interpretation the way the pesukim are broken up. That gives interpretation or intelligence to the pesukim. They yavinu b'mikran. They understood the mikran ze pesuk taramim. That's referring to the tunes, and therefore you see what that really the tunes, the taramim themselves are in the Torah. The Amiran some say elu hamisorot. And some say this is referring to the Mesorah, which Mesorah means which words in the Torah are written Malay and which words are written Hasid. Which means sometimes you have an extra Vav, that's Malay, sometimes it's written without a Vav, that's considered Hasid. So therefore the Masorah also is in Yan of Halakhal Moshem Sinai. And therefore, you see what? You see that when it comes to Ta'amim, the Ta'amim themselves are in the Torah. So therefore, just like Torah, you cannot teach Ba'alpeh, I mean uh, for free. Sorry, just like Torah, you cannot charge. So to Tamim, you can also not charge. That's according to Rav. But the Bihamad says, no, Tamim are Midrabanan. Tamim is not Midrabanan Torah. And therefore, the Inyan of the charging for the uh, Mikra is only the Inyan of Shimur. And therefore, in the Mishnah, he understood that so many even girls uh, are in this Mishnah. And if it was just for Shimur, it would be permissible to teach the girls Mikra, because they don't need Shkar Shimur. Mashi'enken, if it's talking about Ta'amim, so you can't teach the girls Ta'amim either, because bottom line, they're getting Hana'ab uh, for the fact that he didn't charge him. Amar Bitzhak Mikra Sofrim. The proper reading of the uh, Torah, 
the Aitur Sofrim, and certain extra words that the Torah writes in order to make the uh, Pasuk flow better, like a crowning of the Torah, which is certain Pesukim, they could have written them with less words, but the Torah is Ma'atir, it adorns the Pasuk by writing a couple of extra uh, words once in a while in order to make the Pasuk flow better. Vekaryan velo ketivan, karyan velo ketivan is certain words that even though they're not written in the Pasuk, we read them anyway. That's karyan. They're read, velo ketivan, even though they're not written. Uchtivan velo karyan. And then we have other Pesukim that we read the word. I'm sorry, it's written, but we don't read what's written. So I have both the Inyanim. So let's review these things. You have number one, Mikra Sofrim. I mean, the right way to read certain words. That's like a Masoret. And a Tureh Sofrim, those are certain extra words that are written in Pesukim in order to make the Pesuk flow better and have, you know, adornment, even though you didn't need those words themselves. Bekaryan velo ketivan. Certain words that you read, even though they're not written. Uchtivan velo karyan. Certain words that are written, but you don't read them. All these things are halakha Moshe mesinai. These are all halakha Moshe mesinai items. So the Gemara now gives examples of these things. Mikra sofrim. Meaning the way to read certain pesukim. For example, eris. Sometimes eris, you read aris. Who's giving us the, these rules of Sometimes we read Eris, sometimes we read Aris. Shamayim Umisrayim. Which means there's no Nikodot in the Torah, but the tradition, the way you read the word Shin Mem Yud Mem in the Torah is Shamayim. Who says maybe you could have read it Shamim? Or Misraim can be read like Misrim, but a Hirik under the Resh. So therefore, the tradition is, Halakhamashim said that you read those words Shamayim and Misraim as if it's written with a Aleph uh, after the Sofrim. What do these halakam uh, say? These adornment where you have some pesukim that an extra word is written in order to make it uh, more clear. So we have one pesuk. It says Ahar Ta'avoru. The pesuk over there is by Avraham Avinu. It says Vesaadu lebechem. Tells the angels, eat, satiate yourselves. Ahar Ta'avoru. The pesuk just could have said Saadu lebechem ve'ta'avoru. The extra word ahar is like an itur, just to make the pasuk a little more uh, 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 clear, just to make it more uh, uh, understandable. So that word ahar is uh, like an extra word that's called itur. Or it says ahar telech, that's talking about when Eliezer tells them, um, uh, uh, or that's when Lavan tells Eliezer, Teshev na'ara itan, let Nifka sit with us, yamim or asor. A day or ten days, ahar telech. The pasuk just could have said vetelech, and then she should go. So the word ahar is an extra word, or it says in the pasuk nekom nikmat bnei Yisrael met the midianim. God tells Moshe, take revenge against the midianim ahar teasif. Then you will pass away. The pasuk just could have said vetasif, or you have a uh, pasuk. The pasuk is uh, in the Tehillim, where uh, this pasuk over here is talking about the. Uh, army of Sanhedib that came to Yerushalayim in the times of Hezkiah and it says that after we won the war miraculously, so these singers uh, came in order to sing with the people that had their uh, musical instruments, so it says Kidemu Sarim Ahar Nogenim it says the Sarim uh, the ones that was uh, actually referring to the uh, the Mishorim they came and they sang verbally, and then after them came the ones that had their uh, musical instruments. So the Pesuk says, it just, it just could have said, Kiddemu Sarim Ve Nogenim. Ahar Nogenim is after then the Nogenim came. So the word Ahar is really extra. But the Torah is writing it for Itur. Sedkatecha Keharere El. Now, what is it referring to? The angels are referred to 
Harerel, the mountains of God. And the Pasuk is telling us of it, Sidkatecha, the God's Hesed, God's Siddiq, the angels need God's mercy as well. They also need the, the, the Siddiqah of God. Sidkatecha, it's like saying Sidkatecha, God, your, 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 your kindness, Harerel, even the mountains of God, the angels need them. Then the Pasuk just could have said, Sidkatecha Harerel, but it says Sidkatecha Ke Harerel. So the Ke Harerel is uh, like a, uh, an itur, the uh, extra, just to make it more uh, 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 nice, the uh, pasuk. Because it says at the end of the pasuk, Mishpatecha Tehom Rabbah. doesn't say Kitehom Rabbah. And then the pasuk says, Tzedkatecha Re'el, which means your tzedakah is needed by the Harare'el, the angels. So it says, since it says Mishpatecha Tehom Rabbah, also there's no Chaf. And it says, Tzedkatecha Re'el, the Chaf makes the pasuk a little more uh, uh, flowery. That's called Eturim. Now, Karyan Velo Ketiban. Let's go through these pasukim quickly. There's certain pasukim that we read extra words in the pasuk, even though they're not written. If you look in the pasuk, these words do not appear, but we throw them in. That's Alakamashim Sinai. And we start. For example, we have a pasuk, Perat. It says in the Pasuk de Belechto, which is written by David, Vayach David et Hadad'ezer ben Rahab melech Sova, Belechto lehashiv yado banahar. It just says the word Nahar. And we come along and say, lehashiv yado banahar, Perat. We add the word Perat. That's, um, it's Kari Veloketiv. We read it, but it's not written. The word Perat, Euphrates River, is not written in the Pasuk, but we read it. Furthermore, Ish. What's that pasuk referring to? It says the Ka'ashir Yishal Ish Bedvara Eduim. That's referring to over there by Ahitofel. The full pasuk says Vachasat Ahitofel Ashir Yatsbe Mimim. It's referring to Ahitofel the advisors. Ka'ashir Yishal Bedvara Eduim. And it says the instead of saying Ka'ashir Yishal, it says Ka'ashir Yishal Ish. We add the word Ish. Next one Ba'im. In the pasuk of Nivneta, what does it say in the pasuk? Hine yamim ni umashem v'nivneta ir lahashem nimigdal hananel sharar hapina, and we hear the words hine yamim ba'im. The pasuk just says hine yamim, but it's the words hine yamim ba'im. So let's say karev elokiti, or la. The word la is added in the pasuk of peleta. What does the pasuk say? Hashmiu el babel rabin koder kekeshet hanu alea saviv al yehi pedeta. So we take the word of al yehi and we add the word la al yehi la pedeta. So we're adding the word la in that pasuk. Now we discuss some pesukim in um, pesukim in Megillat Rut, where we add words that are not written. Et in huged hugad. The pasuk of huged hugad. What does it say in that pasuk? Vayaran boaz vayomer la huged hugad li kol asher asit et hamotech achare mot ishech. So instead of saying kol asher asit hamotech, we add kol asher asit et hamotech. I know all the favors you did for your mother-in-law. We add the word et in that pasuk. Eli, the word Eli is added in the pasuk of the Hagoren. The pasuk says vatomer elia kol asher tomeri eiseh. And they, we add the word, kol ashet tomeri elai e'aseh. Furthermore, elai, the word elai is added as well in the, in the pasuk of se'urim. But the pasuk says, vatomer shesh se'urim ha'ele natan li ki amar, and we, the pasuk says el, but we read it, elai, tavor e'kamel hamotek. So here we're adding the word elai. Halen, all these examples we said, karyan velo ketiban. These are cases where we read 
a word that is not written in the pasuk. Which is, but basically, that's all you have to know in this gemara. It's not important that you know every single uh, context of every pasuk. We're giving examples that it's possible you have a pasuk in the Torah where the word does not show up, but we have Allah that says you've got to read the word. The Gemara gave us examples. The last point, Uchtivan velo karyan. Now there's certain words that are written, but you don't read them. It's the opposite. Na, for example, the word na in the pasuk of the Yislah. It says in the pasuk, Beshtahavita betrimon, Yislah na Hashem na'avdecha b'devar hazeh. We take out the word na, and it just says, Yislah Hashem na'avdecha. So therefore you're taking out the word na. Furthermore, we have a pasuk, Zot, the word Zot in the Pasuk of the Hamidzvah, or the word Yidroch in the Pasuk of Hadorech. It says in the uh, Pasuk, Al Yidroch, Yidroch Hadorech Kashto, or Hadorech, Al Yidroch. So we take out the second Yidroch uh, uh, from that Pasuk. And we read it Yidroch, uh, uh, only the first Yidroch in the Pasuk. Hamesh, the second word Hamesh in the Pasuk, the Fat Negev. It says in the Pasuk, Fat Negev, Hamesh, Hamesh, Meot, Varbaim, Alafim. We take out the second word Hamesh. And lastly, Im, the word Im in the Pasuk, the Ki Goel, the Pasuk says, Ve'ata Ki Omnam, Ki Im Goel Anochi. We take out the uh, second uh, im. So you're just reading Va'ata ki umnam ki goel anochi. Halen ketiba velo karyan. These pesukim over here, they're ketiban. The words are written, but we do not read them. Gemara concludes Amarava Khabar Adab Maharavan Eris Israel Paskin Lahadin Pesuka Litlata Pesukin. In Eris Israel the custom was to divide the following Pasuk into three Pesukim. Vayomer Hashem el Moshe Hine Anuchi Ba Elecha Beave Anan. Bavur Yeshma Aram Bidabiri Amak Vegam Bechayaminu Leolam Vayagid Moshe Deva Devreha Aram El Hashem. So they would divide this Pasuk actually into three different uh, sections. So you see that even in the Pesuk of the uh, Pesukim, you have different Minhagim. So they would break that up into three. We have that really as one long Pesuk. But they say they would break it down as three. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.